Welcome to the My Intimacy Therapist podcast. I'm therapist and coach, Shade Giovanni. If you want to feel less anxiety in your relationships and enjoy a confident and spiritual intimate life, you're in the right place. So grab a cup of tea and a warm blanket and let's talk intimacy. Hi. So really quickly, if you are not driving, head to your Spotify or Apple podcast app, which you're listening probably to this episode on. Go to the main page for My Intimacy Therapist podcast and right under the cover image, you should see either a star or something that says leave a review. I would absolutely love if you would leave a review with how this podcast has been impacting you, affecting you, hopefully adding to your life. It would mean a lot. What does it do? It helps more people get to see that, you know, you're enjoying it. It helps more people be interested in looking at it. And listen, my whole heart behind this is just that I really believe in intimacy. I really believe in helping people feel fully seen, fully known, and fully loved. It has transformed my life. It has transformed the lives of my clients. And I just want more people to get that stuff. And so rating the podcast is one way to make that possible. And that is why I'm asking. So thank you. (laughs) Now, commercial aside, let's talk about your sex life, whether or not you're actively having sex, let's talk about yourself as a sexual person. Because here's the thing, so often it is that a lot of people just do not know anything about who they are sexually. It is 100% possible to be sexually active out here doing what you gotta do, but sex is just happening, um, maybe passively is the word, it's just your hormones and all of your bodies fueling sex, fueling attraction, fueling initiation, but that's it. That's all you're relying off of is you feeling kind of horny or turned on one day or your partner, same thing. And so when we get to the part where you're on the other side of the initial stages of a relationship and you are you know, anywhere from six months on, in and it's no longer just the the flurries of hormones and all the stuff it can kind of feel surprising like what happened to my sex drive why would i rather sleep than figure out a way to connect sexually it's been a week it's been two weeks it's been a month (laughs) some of you may have heard that and felt surprised but yes that is a thing for some folks you are listening to this finally feeling seen, hopefully, because it's been a month or more since the last time you had sex with your partner and you thought you were the only one. You are not. And I will say this concept is probably a little bit more common for people who do not have a really, really high drive. If you have a really high drive biologically, then your body's likely just going to continue helping you out in this regard. And you might not feel or notice this until something about your contextual environment shifts, some life transition like moving houses, stressful job, um, something kind of tragic happening with loved ones, and that would be the only thing that would really dampen or lower your drive. But 
let's just all get in the same boat for a second and find a way to relate to, huh, I don't really know how to feel sexuality outside of just the times where I crave it. Because I do think that part is true for most people, high drive or not. We weren't really taught about sexuality as something that needs to be nurtured and watered like a plant. We weren't taught to see it as something that doesn't always work on autopilot, something that might need work. And (laughs) there's this cultural message that if sex needs work, then the chemistry is not there and you're just, it's not going to work out. Or if you have to work on sex and they're not the one or, 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 I mean, sure you could fill in the blank with a jillion things. This is just not true. That's just not true. If anything, I would see it as this is a mutual, I, I really like plant metaphors. I'm sorry. This is a mutual plant. This is a mutual part of relationship that we both need to care for in the way that suits who you and I are as people. So you can't bring in someone else's ideologies around how their intimate life should work and then hold yourself to that standard because, and this is where the intimacy part comes in, it really should be a deep reflection of who your partner is, who you are as a person, and how those two elements combine. So for example, if you feel like most people are having sex three times a week um, and we're not, why? Well, tune out the noise for a second. Are you and your partner satisfied with your sexual frequency? If not, then let's talk. But if you are, if you really feel like it's, you're good and you feel close and you feel connected, then yeah, you do you, boo. But Knowing how to steward and care for your sexuality is a skill. So let's talk about that skill. (laughs) One part is awareness. Okay. How aware are you of what turns you on or what turns you off? And this is something that I really, um, you've heard the episodes that I've done on purity culture and that's episodes one and two and some others sprinkled in there but purity culture kind of (laughs) stifled all of this as in don't think about any of this because it's not relevant until you're married I disagree with that so even if you're single and not in a relationship please do apply these concepts to your life but anyway do you know what turns you on and what turns you off That is important because it's going to help you be able to have awareness for your own body and your own needs and then communicate them with your partner. Please, oh my goodness, if any part of you, if any part of you is under the notion that your partner should just read your mind, just go ahead and relieve yourself of that that belief. It's, It's not a thing. It's not helpful. If you have had past sexual partners before the person you're currently with, it can be tempting to compare Like, well, XYZ person knew exactly what to do with my body. Oh, that's less of a mind reading thing and more so of an attunement thing or just a natural overlap in what you two already liked. So for example, if you were really into like uh, more firm or rougher types of touch, 
and you've had partners who were able to do that, but your current partner isn't, I would just say, this is where conversation comes in. This is where we talk about it, but we can't talk about it and learn from it unless you walk in with um, a responsibility for understanding yourself, your side of the equation, and then also walking in being ready to understand and learn about your specific partner and their sexual self and their sexual needs. That makes sense? So let's go back into it. Think about that right now. What turns you on? What is something that, and I like to think of it as the five senses, there's a lot more dimensions, but whether it's something that you see, hear, smell, taste, or feel, what are some things that just warm up the oven? I'm not even talking about a full-on like, you know, I'm ready to go, throws off shirt, um, breaks a lamp. I'm just talking about warms the oven, begins arousal physiologically, which is your body, or psychologically, which is your brain. What turns you on? What turns you off? Some things that people have said that definitely turn them off might be hygiene or um, not having an emotional connection or if your partner does too much of this or not enough of this or if your partner's rushing, that might be something that turns you off. Or if your partner's taking too long and you're just like, all right, bro, I'm just, (laughs) I'm tapped out. What, What are we doing here? Really take time to think about what turns you off or what turns you on. If you want to expand it beyond just the five senses, you can even think about, um, you know, your brain. What gets your brain and your emotions and your spirit warmed up, right? So now we're moving away from body and moving to the other parts of your existence. You might be someone who really enjoys teasing or a little bit of um, psychological power play. Or maybe it's seriousness. Maybe you really enjoy a partner that's able to cut out the laughter and the uh, playfulness and the giddiness and just really look into your soul and you feel connected that way. Or maybe you do want the play, you want to laugh and that makes you feel just really connected really warm and fuzzy. (laughs) Or maybe you feel that feeling watching your partner interact with others. You might notice you go to a family reunion and you see your partner playing with your nieces and nephews or um, fixing a plate for your grandmother or something like that. And you're like, wow, I respect this person. I admire this person. I value these qualities and traits in this person. And because of that, because of me highlighting that, I feel open to exploring, just connecting with them. And that happens to be sexually. There's so much richness and depth here that goes far beyond just thinking of sex as a a concept for horniness. If you can get to know your mind, your body, your soul in such a way that you know your turn-ons and turn-offs in each of those areas, 
then it'll make it a little bit easier to communicate with your partner about what you need and to see those moments of like um maybe a lag in your relationship or a time where your sexual connection isn't as in sync and you'll be able to say oh i know why I really feel turned on by having a clean home. My brain is a little bit more free and we've had intentional one-on-one time, but because it's been the holidays, we haven't had any of that in two months. No wonder, no wonder I'm not turned on. And now you know how to reverse engineer that and fix those things so that you can create space for sexual attraction. And that's the thing about sexual attraction. It is... um. It's a necessity and a luxury at the same time. What I mean by necessity is it it does bond you to your partner. It reinforces what you're building so that you can exist in this relationship and enjoy it. But it's a luxury in the sense that your body will kind of shut down that area if your core areas are not being met, like sleep, food, um, general mental health. Um, security, like having a job and knowing your bills are getting paid, things like that. And so taking care of this part of your life really does require a lot of intentionality and awareness of multiple different circles for yourself. So really think about it. If you know your, you know, your turns on, turn ons and turn offs. And if you don't pause the episode or come back to it, but then you look at your calendar and you say, okay, the next three months, are going to be nonstop, or the next three months, my partner's going to be deployed. Or um, maybe for the single folks, the next three months, I am going to be uh, doing something that drains me. Then you can kind of predict how your sex drive will respond to that information if you know yourself well enough. For the single folks, you might say, all right, I probably won't be as quickly attracted to folks I'm dating because I've got so much else moving on in my mind. I'm going to probably need to be more intentional about carving out an hour before I go on a date to even transition my headspace so that I can experience attraction. Or maybe I just want to pause dating for these three months because I just, I can't get there. I don't have the space and time and I don't want to, um, you know, get rid of a really great guy simply because I wasn't in tune with my body in the way that I needed to be. Or if you're in a relationship, you know what's coming, you can't avoid it. Maybe you're buying a house or something like that that's going to take a lot of energy. You might say, yeah, these next three months are going to be a little bit of a turn off. But, babe, how about we plan a weekend getaway? We're going to arrange. Um, babysitting for the end of those three months so we have it on the calendar there's a light at the end of the tunnel and we can rekindle and have full space to explore that because we know we're not going to have that space now and that's a really big thing your sexual plant your sexuality it needs space it needs to breathe it needs to be watered and cared for that sometimes happens on autopilot but sometimes it doesn't and so let yourself develop the skill of knowing what you need in this area another mindset shift is to know why you need what you need and here's what i mean 
if you can articulate articulate the value behind what you're asking for, it can help you to get that same need met in other ways if your partner isn't exactly on the same page with what you need. Or for the single folks, if you don't have a partner right now, but your need is still a need. Here's an example. Let's say you just want to have a long makeout session. You just want to like just get in there. You want hands, you want body, you want groping. There's a difference between one person who wants that because they need passion versus another person who wants that same activity because they need closeness and they feel like that's the only way that um, the world is paused and they get to be one-on-one and close with their partner. When you know your why, you can diversify the ways that those sexual needs are met. If you're wanting passion, not only can you make out, but you could put also probably do a pretty intense uh, massage. You might want to go, ooh, dancing and get to kind of like grind up on your partner a little bit. You might want to um, do a little bit of role play. Like now you have a wider way of thinking about how to meet that need. And notice how I didn't even mention intercourse because if you've been listening to me and maybe I haven't said it enough, but I do think we all need to diversify these needs outside of just intercourse. Please get creative, get creative. If you were wanting to make out because you just wanted to be really close, but your partner (laughs) has a cold sore or they just got, I don't know, a dental surgery and they can't make out with you, then what else can bring closeness? Can it be cuddling and watching a movie in a blanket fort? Can it be a long walk? Can it be a bath together? Just a really calming bath with some eucalyptus oil in there? Knowing your why behind your sexual needs can help you to see other ways to meet them. So often sexuality is this this black and white, this or that binary experience. And a lot of my work, both as a therapist and then in, you know, dating coaching, a lot of my work is helping people to get more creative and expand the way that they see intimacy. I would love to know your thoughts. I would love to know what came to mind for you or any questions that you got stuck on or, you know, was the concept of what I talked about today challenging and way over your head and you're not even sure where to start? Or do you feel like you've got some light bulbs brightening and you're you're headed in the right direction? If you would like to work with me, the link is going to be in the show notes, whether you're single or maybe you are a couple and you need sex therapy, then yeah, head to the link in the show notes. Let's do a free 15 minute consultation and talk a little bit more about how to make that happen for you. (laughs) But remember, the whole heart behind all of this is that, um, well, a lot of it is breaking down some of the stigma around talking around sexuality. But at the core, I would love for you to develop an intimate life where you feel fully seen, fully known, and fully loved. All right, we'll talk soon.